0: to A.B. Cinema. Hello, and welcome to A.B. Cinema. I'm your host, Bailey, and today is Wednesday, November 9th. Thank you all for tuning in, and we're just going to kick it off with some news. So, the trailer for Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, released the other day, and just gives us a little bit more backstory and a little bit more information about the movie which comes out on wednesday november 23rd through 29th for a limited week-long release in just three major theaters amc regal and i can't remember the other theater that will be playing it but it will be playing for just that one week and then a month later on netflix it will go to it will be streaming on december 23rd Check out the trailer let us know what you think about it i'm pretty excited for it i'm going to be watching it on the day it comes out hopefully fingers crossed but uh let's just move on daredevil born again will be shooting for 11 months from february 23rd i'm sorry february 2023 to december 2023 that's a very long shoot for a show but it is the longest it's going to be the disney plus show with the longest amount of episodes which I hope that it gives itself warrant for it because 18 episodes is a long time that's like three and a half months almost of of watching the show so hopefully we'll be able to keep up with it i feel like it's going to lose a lot of people halfway through but i hope that the story is really good and that it really connects to certain spider-man heroes in the mcu Then, a couple years ago, or a year ago, J.D. Dillard was announced to have been working on a project for Star Wars and Disney doing the Rocketeer reboot, but that is no longer happening at Disney, and he didn't go into reasons why, but just saying that it's disappointing that it happened, and he's no longer working there. So, take that as you will. But, let's go into the news. That was just my opening comments on those things, but let's go into the bigger news that happened in the last couple days. Lin-Manuel Miranda has been cast as Hermes in the Percy Jackson Disney Plus show. I'm really excited for this show. I loved Percy Jackson. I think it's going to be a great show. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is a great casting addition as Hermes. I think he'll do a great job as that role, and it'll be really interesting to see how the show turns out then in the spider-verse we have daniel kaluuya who joins the cast of spider-man across the spider verse as spider-punk so who is spider-punk he is a foul-mouthed teenager hobie brown who became a totem spider or a spider totem after being bitten by a spider irradiated by illegal waste dumping he proclaimed himself a spider-man and began to fight for freedom alongside his new friends, Captain Anarchy and Hulk. This is a Hulk from a different universe. This is, I, I believe it's like the 313 universe in the Marvel comics. But the Hulk that he's fighting with is named Robbie Banner. And that's the news. I like Daniel Kaludia. He's great in Get Out and, um, Nope. And I also enjoyed him in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, or Wakanda, oh my gosh, just Black Panther. And I did start to see him in an HBO Max movie that I think he did a way better job of being the main character in that movie than he did as any of the other characters I just listed off, but um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see his performance in this, to see him give some range. I hope he isn't just playing Daniel Kaluuya and. As he plays himself in movies so hopefully he's actually acting in this so let's move back on to this the star wars universe in the galaxy far far away the acolyte received its casting announcement and plot description so i'll go with the the casting announcements first and some of these we already knew but Amanda Stenberg from So many different things. She played Rue in The Hunger Games. She was recently in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And has a lot of other shows she's been in. The Hate You Give. Or they have been in. And she will be the main character. Lee Jung-jai will be their um, Jedi Master. And he was recently in Squid Game. Manny Jacinto from The Good Place will be in it. Daphne Keene from Logan and His Dark Materials. Jodie Turner-Smith from Queen and Slim. Rebecca Henderson, who I don't know who she is. Charlie Barnett, who I don't know who he is. And Dean Charles Chapman, who I don't know. And carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix movies. And I I think she may be playing a villain. If she's not, I think that'll be kind of disappointing. I would love it to see her and Daphne Keen be like, the the two Sith that rise to the dark to the dark side anyway that is the casting for Star Wars the Acolyte the Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era a former Padawan reunites with her Jedi master to investigate a series of crimes but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. I'm very excited for this show. It's probably my most anticipated Star Wars show that's coming out. I think that it has a lot of potential just because it's set in a completely different era than what we are used to. Like We have the Ahsoka show, the Mandalorian, and the Boba Fett show, that, and the Skeleton crew, which are all taking place in between 6 and 7. And so I'm very curious to see how this is going to take place during the end of the High Republic era, shortly before the New Republic comes into play. And I'd I i love, love to explore new eras within the Star Wars universe. I started to read the comics that were taking place during the High Republic era, and I think there's just a lot of potential there with with new shows if they were to do the high republic or the old republic it would be really interesting or to go even further than the skywalker saga and after the the events of the rise of skywalker and seeing how the jedi order came back and how that's plan working out and if there is evil in the galaxy at that point but i would be really interested to see what happens during that time those time periods but that's just me i i think this is going to be a great show i think the cast is amazing and i'm excited to see what happens but another star wars movie has been rumored to be getting a director in sean levy who is going to be shooting deadpool 3 and stranger things season 5 so the rumor is that he will not be taking over the star wars movie until after he completes those two projects so I'm not sure which project he's considering taking on, if that's the Kevin Feige and uh, Michael Waldron movie that he's wanting to direct, or if he's going to be taking over and directing the Damon Lindelof movie, even though that movie already has a director, or, or if it's his own original thing. But I would, I would love to see Dan or Sean Levy in, uh, in this universe. I, I think that he would bring a really unique style to it, especially after watching his movie Free Guy, and um, the Atom Project. I think that those movies would be, I think they tease a little bit about the sci-fi elements that he, he could implement into this, into this galaxy. But let's go on to Deadpool three since we're already on Sean Levy. Deadpool 3's production start from Ryan Reynolds on the Jess Cagle show. He essentially he said the production should start hopefully sometime just before summer but the shooting is the short easier part then it's the lead up the prep the writing the shooting's quick then you have to edit the process and that's where movie gets really made is in the edit room so that's exciting news for deadpool fans it's coming out in 2024 november of 2024 now so that's still quite some time away, but I think that this movie is going to be really interesting, and it's there's also rumors that Owen Wilson's um, Morbi, Not Morbius. Mobius from the Loki series is going to be taking part in a huge role, and so if they're bringing the TVA into Deadpool 3, I'm really curious to see how this is going to turn out because I feel like this is... An interesting it's taking it's said to be a fish out of water experience for deadpool and wolverine and so i'm curious to see what's going to happen and how these characters are going to end up back in their universe like wolverine or or what's yeah however it's going to be it'll be really interesting anyway uh let's move on to some other news pedro pascal who's also in the star Wars universe has said that one of the scripts he read for the last of us was one of the best writing he has ever seen for television. He said, the scripts that I had to work with one particular script is one of the best hours of television I've ever read. It's beautiful. It's beautifully written. There are these zombie creatures in it, but it's tender and it's human. I think it's going to be really special. I haven't seen any of it yet but I'm really proud of the work he did we did and I think it could re- be really really wonderful it will be really wonderful so this actually comes from Murray Bartlett who is going to be in the show the last of us it didn't come from Pedro Pascal but the article I read said it was Pedro Pascal so yeah it will be interesting anyway let's move on to something else I I before i actually do move on i just want to say i'm really excited for the last of us i think it's going to be one of the best shows that hbo max has ever put out and i know that's a lot to say but i'm i'm very anticipated for how this show is going to be treated by hbo max if they get it right i do think that it will be one of the best shows and could be up for some some emmy awards in the following year so Let's move on. Avatar 3 could be the end of Pandora and the stories told there. So essentially, James Cameron said that if this next movie tanks, then he has an idea to wrap up the third movie and make the story complete. He seems to be understanding that the world has changed and that people might not want to see his film after watching the first one. And so we may only get three movies instead of five movies from this franchise that, that Disney is trying to milk. I'm curious to see how it's gonna turn out I like the first one I I have my gripes with it I think the story is unoriginal but I do think that it's one of the best world-building movies and one of the most unique visually out there and so I'd be very curious to see what James Cameron has for in store for the five movies total but I I don't think that we're gonna see like jake and terry's characters for all five films i think it's gonna follow their kids and how pandora evolves over many years or decades but that's the news for that one it has an insanely long runtime of like three hours and 14 minutes and james cameron said that he feels like the film needs the development and so i i have no idea I'm curious to see how this is going to turn out, but hopefully it's good. I'm interested in it. I think it looks great, but that's about it. I don't know anything about the story at this point, so I'll just have to wait and find out what the story is when I see it. So in other news, Black Panther Wakanda Forever reviews have now come in, and this morning it was sitting at 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'll just read you some of the reviews, some of them not so good and some of them Decent, or saying that it did good for what it was. So Anne Hornaday from the Washington Post said, Wakanda forever winds up feeling hopelessly stalled, covering up an inability to move on by resorting to repetitive, over-familiar action sequences, maudlin emotional beats, and an uninvolving, occasionally incoherent story sean chandler from the youtube channel sean chandler talks about said despite being dealt a terrible hand coogler manages to deliver a cohesive emotional and satisfying follow-up to the first film which ends mcu phase four on a high note richard lawson from vanity fair says there is much to be admired here a care for craft and detail on a higher plane than the other marvel fair still some will no doubt miss the tight focus and energy of black panther this sequel is more scattered a vast expansion with a hole at its center and i believe that hole that he's referring to is most likely chadwick boseman and there's just something missing with it and then aaron Pirine, who i don't have where they're from uh, said through the collective efforts of a cast intent on doing right by the man who started it all the film percolates with purpose. There is a new Black Panther, and they will figure into the future of this universe. After the credits, there's a big surprise. So they're they're talking about the. Oh, Aaron Perrine is from comicbook.com. I knew that. I go to that site all the time. Anyway, um, what she's referring to is, um. Mid-credit scene. There's supposed to be a very touching and big surprise with the end. Mid-credit scene. Anyway, um, the majority of critics are saying that this movie is really good, but it does feel like something's missing with Chadwick Boseman. And it's for what they were dealing with, they did a great job of handling the death and within the universe and making it so that it affected the universe in a positive way rather than the the thing about this movie and everything i've heard about it is that this movie is dealing with grief and i that's one of the big things that's happened in phase four is it's been about grief wandavision had the wonderful wonderful conversation from vision about love and dealing with grief and then spider-man no way home dealt with grief with the, the loss of Aunt May. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is also dealing with grief in the form of losing its main star. And then on top of that, Eternals is even a little bit about grief and not really knowing who you are and being disconnected from from society. And so it'll be really interesting to see how the, the phase four of grief comes to a conclusion when this movie comes out later this week. Um, I will be seeing it tomorrow, and you can expect Adam and I to give our quick review of it and like a reaction on on Friday morning, and um, and then we'll we'll put up our spoiler review later on. So um, that covers our our black panther wakanda forever news but let's move on indiana jones is apparently has a disney plus series in the works from lucasfilm and the only thing i have to say about this is has lucasfilm learned anything from what happened with young indiana jones the tv series i don't think this is a good idea i don't think that disney plus is the right avenue for star wars to just divulge everything into i think that they they need to branch out a little bit rather i think that indiana jones should just end with the fifth movie that's it i don't think it needs a series or a spin-off i don't think it needs another movie after it i think it just needs a good send-off for indie and that's it i'm gonna move on now dune the sisterhood the hbo max spin-off for the dune movie and it is a prequel to the Dune series Uh, adds Travis Fimmel from Vikings he will be portraying Desmond Hart, the male lead a charismatic soldier with an enigmatic past who seeks to gain the Emperor's trust at the expense of the sisterhood so I'm not sure how far before the Dune movie this takes place because if if we are going to be seeing the emperor that means christopher walken will be showing up because he's playing the emperor in the dune movies or in the dune part two and i i'm curious to see if this will take place before before he even shows up or before he becomes the emperor so it'll be really interesting to see how this show plays out and how it t- does tie into dune and and if it will capture the same feel as the Dune movie did. And so I, I'm very excited for this. I love the the people that are running this. And the cast seems to be really great. I'm very excited for what's to come with Dune. But that wraps up all of our news for today. I know this is a little bit of a longer episode. But thank you so much for tuning in. I, I hope that you guys share this with your friends and family and make sure to follow us on twitter instagram facebook or letterboxd we are also you can also email us at abcinema.pod at com, and as always keep watching movies